Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Hockey News Podcast. All right, Ryan, we're back with our season previews here. Yes. Let's start with, and let's start, we started with the Central Division. We're now start on with the Pacific. Sorry, we're starting with yeah, the Pacific the Division. Pacific. Now we are on the Central Division. Yes. Uh, so, Ryan, let's get, let's just hop right into it. Let's, let's no dilly dally. Let's go. The Arizona Coyotes, a team that, um, look, we're just going to talk about on ice here, I guess, because mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about municipal votes or anything ever again. Um, but this is a team that was very bad last year, by design, it seemed. Um, and it's not going to be as bad, it seems, this year. They, they added some pieces. How long they'll stay, we'll see. But, you know, a team that, you know, adding Jason Zucker, Matt Dumba, Sean Dursey, Troy Stetcher, uh, you know, Nick Bugstad coming back, Alex Kerfoot, those are players that can somewhat, you know, move the needle for a team that, that really needs them. Yeah, and it's going to be an interesting year for the Coyotes because obviously Logan Cooley signed his entry-level deal, uh, leaving the University mm-hmm. of Minnesota after one incredibly successful season where the Gophers went to the championship game uh, overtime at that, uh, losing to Quinnipiac. Uh, he was a finalist for the Hobie Baker, mm-hmm. as uh, a losing freshman, to right? Adam so, Fandilli, yeah. yeah, as a freshman, which is incredible. And uh, we thought he was going to stay for another year, but he, he had a change of heart during the summer. So all of a sudden, Arizona has what was, uh, you know, one of the best prospects outside of the NHL now coming to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got Clayton Keller there already. You got Nick Schmaltz up front already. So there was, there was some firepower. Uh, but Logan Cooley uh, could be a game changer. It'll be very interesting to see, uh, you know, what he can accomplish in his first pro season. Um, and then you also have guys like Dylan Gunther, who have already gotten their feet wet in the NHL. Uh, you know, Jack McBain, who's more of a, you know, middle six, maybe even bottom six mm-hmm. guy in a perfect world. Um, and as you mentioned, Dumba and Dursey, I think that's huge for the blue huge, line. yeah. Uh, just the mobility and the transition play from those guys alone, mm-hmm. I think is great. And then, you know, Carl Vejmelka. Uh, has been under the radar. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, one of Arizona's best players the past couple of seasons. So I, I think this is going to be sort of another scrappy Arizona squad. Like last year, it's funny. Like we expected them to be like terrible, terrible. Um, and, you know, they, they ended up drafting sixth overall. Yeah. You know, they were not like, lot, like straight up lottery finalist mm-hmm. kind of team. Um, you know, clearly... The Coyotes building for the future, and uh, you know that future is going to be big, mm-hmm. uh, physically speaking. Uh, you know, uh, the Russians they got Maverick Lamaru, uh, Connor Geeky, uh, but you know that's a couple of years down the line. So yeah. for now, it feels like you know, and this is something we talked about with some of the other teams in the Pacific. It's like you don't want to have a losing culture. You know, you want a team that is sort of like rising up together. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't think the Coyotes are going to necessarily be a playoff contender Ab- this year. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but at the least, 
you know, the addition of Logan Cooley, I think, really changes the complexion of this squad where it's like, okay, they've got some high-end talent that can mm-hmm. play with Clayton Keller now. Uh, let's, let's see what they can do. Absolutely. I think, look, this is a team that is, is very similar to um, San Jose, I think, in the sense uh, uh, that this is a team that can really harvest its, its rental players at the deadline to get mm-hmm. even more draft picks that they'll have. And, and look, they getting, like, just from a tangible sense, Matt Dumba, Sean Dersey, um, Jason Zucker, uh, uh, Alex Kerfoot, Nick Bugstad, like these are players that are, and, and even adding Logan Cooley and Dylan Gunther in there as, as rookies, these are players that are gonna make your team better. Yeah. There's players they didn't really have last year, or they d- either didn't have at all, or had for like a couple games till they went to the World Juniors um, last year, that you add them into the lineup now, they're gonna make your team better. Mm. Um, it, it just, it fi- it, it'll never shock me, or not, never not make me laugh, I would say, that they have 22.1, basically $23 million in injured reserve players, 20, 000, they're playing uh, 20000 in um, Oliver Ekman-Larsen's dead cap this year, and then they also have basically $2 million in buyout uh, dead cap. So that's, it's like almost $25 million in money that to players that are not playing for them this year. Right. And they still have you know, $3 million, in, or $4 million, sorry, in cap space to work with. But look, this is a team that will at least you're, like last year, even though they were plucky and they, they, you know, they only finished sixth last, the fact that, look, we're saying they finished sixth last in the league or they drafted sixth and we're like, yeah, they did better. Right. Um, but like, they exceeded for, expectations. For most teams, or for most teams, you'd look at the Arizona Coyotes and it'd be an automatic W like on your, mm. on, on, on your schedule. Like most teams would pencil that in. I don't think that it's like that this year. I think they. Yeah, have, I agree. And, you know, at the deadline, when, when people are looking for, for, you know, like players to, to, sort of stock up on, on like a Matt Dumba deadline acquisition at, at, at you know, 50% retained could mm-hmm. get, could potentially get net you a first round pick. Same with Jason Zucker. Kerfoot, depending on what he can do, you know, it's a two-year deal for him, but he can go. Like there's, they have pieces to work with and getting Sean Dersey is huge. Like that is, yeah. that's your power play quarterback potentially for, you know, like your franchise power play quarterback right there. He's someone who I think, you know, he obviously has stuff to improve on in the defensive game, but he's shown a lot offensively and just poised and being a puck mover. He's a right shot, 24. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, there's, 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 finally we're starting to see some bit of the, uh, uh, of what the, the new building's gonna look like from the rubble of the, like, the meteor that hit the last one. Right, right. Um, so, uh, we'll have to see, but I do think that they're gonna finish either for last or second last in this division, I think. This yeah, year. most likely. And, you know, you're right about, uh, you know, sort of trade deadline bait. But at the yeah. same time, you know, you want to keep some of those exactly, players, yeah. that connective tissue where the guys that have been in the league for a few years already, uh, or, you know, in the case of Dumba, you know, quite a few years uh, in what has been a very solid career, yeah. um, where you can help shepherd that next generation where, mm-hmm. you know, you want guys that can... Uh, they can mentor Logan Cooley. Yes. And, you know, he actually, if I'm not mistaken, shares an agent with Clayton Keller. Oh, so yeah. they probably have some familiarity with each other just by virtue of, mm-hmm. you know, like informal skates or, oh, yeah. you know, who knows. Yeah. Um, Even just like meet and greets. And, yeah, and I'm sure they've lunchings. texted each other, things like yeah. that. Um, but, you know, you want that connected tissue so when the next generation comes up, it's not all on them. And I think, I think that's what Arizona has right now is like guys – uh, Kerfa being a perfect example, yeah. who have seen a lot already in their careers. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. And can help out in the teaching aspect as well as taking on meaningful minutes. Yeah. He's seen a lot of empty nets that he did not capitalize on. 
that's something he's seen. All right, the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that is, uh, you know, they're bringing in a, a, a generational player in, mm-hmm. in Connor Bedard. So I think that's obviously like their biggest thing. They're adding a, a you know, potential nuclear weapon to their arsenal here. Yeah. Um, but also on top of that, you add Taylor Hall. He's a still a very, very serviceable player. He's mm-hmm. a top six player. And then you bring in the veterans of Nick Foligno and Corey Perry to these big deals. Um, you know, you're able to uh, to sort of like mold the mold the roster. You're able to keep Andre Athanasio. You know, Tyler Johnson. We'll see if he's healthy coming back. The the goaltending is obviously like look. They're not going to do much really, no. but they have enough insulation. They have when it comes to like character guys. Mm. Connor Bedard is going to be very well taken care of. I think in that yes. lo- in that locker room, they're they're making sure that they're. <clears throat> their Fabergé egg, you know, is, it has, has enough security around it to be protected. Yeah, I mean, what I like about the Blackhawks in their summer is um, that you can see the plan. Absolutely. And, you know, in getting Connor Bedard, that's like a huge gift uh, from the hockey gods winning that lottery. But they went out and they did the right thing, where it's like Nick <coughs> Foligno and Corey Perry are going to make sure that no one messes with Connor Bedard Absolutely. on the ice. And I'm just going to assume that one of them is going to be his landlord. Yeah. You know, li- Connor Bedard will live in like Corey Perry's slash, basement. Yeah, slash billet. Yeah. You know, uh, so and so they're teaching the ropes. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know, you have Seth Jones on the back end, uh, where you know he has a lot of leadership qualities to him, mm-hmm. and um, you know I look at that pipeline too, and it's like they didn't just get Connor Bedard; they got Oliver Moore, yeah. uh, one of the best skaters in the draft, if not the best skater. They got Adam Guyon, uh, who's to me one of the best goaltenders in the mm-hmm. draft. Don't forget they had Frank Nazar already, yep. who missed most of last season uh, as a freshman with uh, Michigan due to injury. He's back and healthy. So when I look at the long term of Chicago, it's like, okay, yes, I get it. You know, it's like Bedard, that's your gem. And then you got Lucas Reichel coming up as yep. well. This will be a huge year for him. You have Kevin Korczynski. Kevin Korczynski on the back end. So they, they got a lot of good prospects. Um, you basically want to surround Bedard with people that can help him hone his game at the NHL level, support him, and and, and he's your guy. Yeah. You know, like, Taves and Kane are gone now, yep. uh, or at least Taves is, is gone for uh, you know this season. Well, no, who knows what he'll do after that? I mean, I know that he's they, he's a free agent though. He's a free he, agent. He is gone. Yeah. Who knows what will happen in yeah. the future? Uh, but you know, Taves and Kane are gone. Uh, you know, we are all expecting this to be the Bedard era. Yep. And I, I think what they've done is is set themselves up for long term success. Short term, I think they're really going to struggle, yes. uh, particularly like on defense and in net. Uh, but that's okay. You get that's another high want, pick. Man. Yeah. You know, like we talked about Max Celebrini on the Pacific Division uh, podcast, but Cole Iserman, uh, who's mm-hmm. probably the number two, yeah. is a deadly He's goal scorer. Yeah. Incredible goal scorer. He's a winger. The idea of Connor Bedard and Cole Iserman on the line is just baffling. Mm-hmm. That would be incredibly sick and again just for narrative purposes i hope it happens yeah because i want to see bedard you know have somebody like that on his wing uh and maybe oliver moore's on the other wing oliver moore can kind of play a couple of different positions up front um or maybe it's just lucas reichel who they already have yeah uh so i mean long term yeah chicago's gonna be super fun to watch in the future this season for me it's all about let's just see what (laughs) bedard can do i want to have my mind blown 
and uh, and that's pretty much it. And even next year, like they have two first round picks, three second rounders, two thirds. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> they the only one only one fifth. But even and then the next year on top of that, they have two they have two first round picks, two second round picks, two fourth round. Like they they still have. They're, this is only the beginning of the rebuild. Yeah. Thankfully, they or for them, luckily they landed on like the prize jewel of what every rebuild is centered around, which is a generational player. Yeah. And um, a center at that. And a, a generational player, center, you know, guy who's committed to them, all that. Yeah. Um, but then they also they have a very good cupboard that's only going to get stronger mm-hmm. with a like. And I said it again, like you can if you really want to, you can harvest this roster for for picks and futures and assets at the deadline. Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're not going to want to trade all of the mentors. But even right. trading a guy like like Andreas Anfasiu or you know like Jason Dickinson, Philip Kurashev, you know mm-hmm. even Ryan Donato, guys like that, like if you want to deal them at the deadline to yeah. to contenders, those guys will come at a pretty penny. Like you could get you package some of those guys together, maybe a first round picks in your future. Who knows? And yeah. that that's just another sort of like bunch of money to throw on the fire, you know, or throw on the pile. Like and it's, the other thing you can do is you already have multiple first round picks as you mentioned in the, in the next couple of drafts. Yeah. But you when you're those. looking to, you almost go the other way yeah. where when you need to surround Bedard with more high-end talent, you can burn one of those Absolutely. first rounders or even two of them on a big-name player from another team where you say to yourself, okay, it's now time we're to ready take to a roll. Step. Yeah. Let's turn our futures into the present, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I think, yeah. So, look, this will be a team that will likely finish last in its division. It will likely be vying for, like you said, a, you know, a top one or two pick. Yeah. But that's kind of by design. They got their centerpiece. They got the the foundation, the, the uh, you know the bedrock of what their entire next era of hockey will be. Yeah. The rest is just making sure that they can fill out the 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 structure um, with very stable pieces, and I think they're they're able to do that. Indeed. All right. The uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Um, Nathan McKinnon's extension kicks in, uh, so he's now making he's now the highest paid player in the league. Uh, Twelve point six million, good for him. But that's right. Th- there's uh, uh, we have every indication that Nish- Valerie Chushkin will also be able to to rejoin the team. So that's a, a big reason why they didn't do super well in the playoffs, is they they had their choo choo train gone. Right. Um, but getting you know like Ryan Johansson and Ross Colton, the Miles Wood contract still boggles my mind. I had a full on meltdown in the studio when that yeah, happened. Yeah. Um, but 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 he's there. Jonathan Drouin is, an, is a nice flyer uh, that they added. It, they're really, other than losing Alex Newhook and, and, um, and JT. And Landeskog again. And JT Comfort, Landeskog's yeah. out for the year. But, but other than losing uh, Newhook and, and, um, and JT Comfort, they didn't really, they didn't really subtract a ton. Mm. And we saw how good this team can be at, at, at full strength. And they added, you know, like Ryan Johansson still had a pretty good year last year, despite the fact that, you know, maybe not the, the that was worthy of his his contract, mm. but you know at fifty percent, like at four, you know four million, that's great. Ross Colton is going to have a way bigger role, and he's one of the most efficient players in the league in terms of him producing with his ice time. The um, Miles Wood, I guess, is fast. Hard to play against. And uh, yeah, and that's <laughs> Matt Miles Wood is fast. And that's it. Um, yeah, this is this is an incredible hockey team. I think this I think this is my pick for the division leader. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Uh, I, I might actually go. I might go Dallas, but I think Colorado's going to have a lot of playoff success. Uh, obviously, they have mm. all the motivation in the world. You know, yeah. going from Cup champions to out in the first round, 
obviously that's not going to sit well, especially with a competitor like Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ryan Johansson's a really good fit as number two center. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they lost Nazem Kadri obviously last summer, and they didn't have like a perfect fit behind McKinnon. Comfort did enough to earn a great contract for himself. Yeah, but, but ideally, JT Comfort's your third line exactly. shutdown guy. Yeah. Um, so I think Johansson's much better suited to a number two role. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, McKinnon, obviously, you know, expectations are going to be, you know, 100 points plus again. Absolutely. You know? And then, obviously, Kale McCarr uh, is going to be the star on defense, you know, potential Norris Trophy once again. Uh, you got Devon Taves. You know, if Bowen Byram can stay healthy, then you have yet another mobile defenseman. Absolutely. Um, just like an embarrassment of riches for them. Goaltending, I'm still kind of like... Dude, Georgiev was really good last year. It's true. Yeah. And, and again, like, we saw this with Darcy Kemper when they mm-hmm. won the Cup. It's like they just needed a goaltender that uh, could, you know, make timely saves. He yeah. didn't have to steal games. No. He just couldn't lose them. Uh, I think Georgiev is sort of in that same category and, and had fared well, as you mentioned, his first season. Um, that To me, that's sort of like conference final problems where it's like, yeah. do you have enough... Uh, to get past, whether it's Edmonton or Vegas or Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's really sort of nitpicking at this point. Otherwise, uh, I I really like this team. I I think they're going to have the right mindset going into the season. And whether they win the division or just get a high seed, I think we know that this is a team that you're not going to want to play in the playoffs. Here's the thing as well, before we move on to Dallas, is that Colorado's pissed. Totally. They, they got embarrassed in the first round. Yeah. Against a team, they had home ice advantage. They were, you know, they, they were the higher seed. They were the defending Stanley Cup champions, even though they were missing their captain and Nutrition. And, and like, you're playing a Seattle team that, you know, was in its first year of existence when you won the Cup last year. Right. And you lost. You lost game seven on home ice. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's tough. This is, a, and, and the likes of Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, like Nathan McKinnon will hold a grudge if you eat refined sugar. Like, let alone losing in, in the cup final. Like, right. he is, so he, this is, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount the, um, the impact of a motivated avalanche. Because I think last right. year it was, A, they dealt with just, uh, like, unforeseen injuries. Yeah. Like, the, like, half this team was missing yeah. throughout most of the year. Like, it was, it was crazy. Um, like, Alex Galchenyuk was in their top six for, like, a good chunk of the year because they had to. There was no one else. Right. Um, but... If they can, st- they they were recovering. Now this is now they're kind of rested. They've had a longer summer than they've had in, in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's ready. Everyone's in their primes. Everyone's pay- everyone's being paid what they you know like no one's. I think this is gonna be a very motivated team. I agree. It's gonna be great. All right, Dallas Stars, mm-hmm. um, your pick for the division it seems. And to be fair, they had a phenomenal offseason. You know, getting Matt Duchesne at three million dollars. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, just like they didn't even have, they didn't even really have to add a ton. Like Craig Smith is a fine addition. Keeping Dodonov, he fit in really well with them. Yeah. I mean, they lost Max Domi, and Max Domi fit in really well with them too. Yeah. Um, but that's, but like they, they really, they didn't have to do a ton. This is a team that has remarkable depth, remarkable, um, um, you know, like high end talent signed to really good deals, mm-hmm. and obviously they have the franchise, one of the best goal tenders in the league, and a franchise guy signed to a good deal as well in Ottinger. There's very few holes on this roster. It's very true. And, you know, ultimately, I think it's going to come down to details with mm-hmm. Dallas because we know they're going to be a really good regular season yeah. team. You know, Jason Robertson, Ruby Hintz, like that's the present mm-hmm. in Dallas. 
Uh, Joe Pavelski, I mean, based on how he's played lately, I wouldn't be surprised if he has another incredible season. He just doesn't seem he to He just age. gets better. He just gets better yeah. with age. He's the Benjamin Button of the NHL. Yeah, for real. Um, you still have Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, uh, mm-hmm. both of whom have taken on sort of different roles, but, but effective ones. But Ben had a research, like, obviously, the, the way... The Benesance. Yeah, he yeah. had a Benesance. And the yeah. way he... That's a phenomenal... I didn't, ca- I didn't come okay. up with it. I was going to say, I don't know I'm why we didn't... I'm not sure we... I, I don't know why we didn't use it more, but, like, yeah. last year... I, I picked out Jamie Benn in fantasy like middle of the year just as like a one week flyer uh-huh. and I wrote, wrote him the rest of the season he was phenomenal and Sagan yeah. like a little to a lesser extent production wise but he's become much more capable two way much better defensively but like you have Jamie Ben at like an almost like Jamie was hovering around point per game yeah and then you bring in a very motivated Matt Duchesne oh, yeah. uh, who still has wheels and, and is still contributing and is like, looking, he's in the same division with the team that basically slapped him in the face. Exactly. Like, we talk about pissed off teams. Like, Matt Duchesne is, is going is to write some very catty country songs about exactly. the Nashville Predators. And yeah. he can still play at country bars because he's playing in Dallas. There you go. So it worked out very well for him, both Perfect. on Ottawa's. I agree with you on Ottinger. I think he's one of the best goalies mm-hmm. in the league. And when I talk about details, you know, the blue line is, it's obviously Miro Heskinen's yeah. defense core. When it comes to details, I'm very interested to see if Ryan Sear is still in the Dallas lineup in the playoffs. Because yeah. I think he really hurt oh, them. And, yeah. you know, it's situational, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what his overall analytics were. but he it's was like, bad. Okay, so, so, he was, so the eye test and the analytics obviously yeah. lined up there. Um, it was rough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the big question for me is, you know, once you get to the trade deadline, do you – Fortify enough that Ryan Suter is like your, your number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's still playing meaningful minutes, then again, we're talking like conference finals yes. here because yeah. I think Dallas is that good. Oh, I absolutely. Think they could win the, I think they could play for the cup. Mm-hmm. I think they could probably win the cup. Yeah. Um, but it's those little tweaks, those little details where, you know, when you're playing against a Vegas, for example, mm-hmm. and you can't make mistakes what does your roster look like? Absolutely. You have a roster that will limit mistakes uh, at opportune times, or do you get exposed uh, by a player or two on your lineup? So I think it's all fine-tuning for the Stars at this point. Yeah. Well, I think what will happen, depending on, like, what will answer your question on whether Ryan Suter is still in the lineup um, by the time they reach conference finals is is what we see from uh, Niels Lundqvist and Thomas Harley. I think if either sure. of those because those are – you know, Lundqvist is 23, Harley is 22. These are both first-round picks. They're mm-hmm. both, you know, uh, uh, or I believe Harley is first-round. He might have been second. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was 18th overall. So these are two guys that are going to, like, Lundqvist was, and he was traded for a first-round pick. Like, he, like this is, that's a guy who is going to factor in. And if the, those guys can take a next step, become regular, you know, like, high-quality contributors, yeah. they don't need Sutter. Because Sutter, like, he cost them that series. That, that final series against Vegas. Like, it was, like, he, he was, every single time Vegas scored a timely goal, it was Ryan Suter yeah. on the bat, on the, the receiving end of it, really, looking skyward, you know, in, in the shot after. Yeah. It's, he's 38, so, like, look, he's, and he plays a physical game, so you're coming to the end of your rope here. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can get, if, you, if, if either of those guys, one or both, give you consistent, good minutes, um, are able to, to form something of a, you know, a, a Nick Haig, uh, uh, Zach Whitecloud, Zach sort of yeah, third yeah. pairing, right? Like, uh, which we will talk about in a little. Uh, no, we or we already talked about that. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. Um, then, 
That, that really changes that changes the complexion of your Very true. And that answers your question, right? All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Interesting team. Yes. A team. It's it's interesting given how much their cap situation is is really like how how much dead cap they have. They still actually do have cap space though going into LTIR, which is yeah. very impressive for them. Um, they didn't make a ton of huge moves really mm-hmm. in the off season. Um, it's this, the buyouts that hamstring. It's the bio. Yeah, it's the buyouts that they have. Fourteen point seven, fourteen, basically fifteen million dollars in dead cap, mm-hmm. which is really tough. But they still have Kirill Kaprizov. Matt Boldy is getting his new extension. Zuccarello, Joel Eriksson-Eck, Marcus Foligno, Frederick Goudreau who had a great year last year. Is coming to his own. Spurgeon, Brodine, Dumba's off the books, and I think there, it was he wanted to stay. They couldn't make it work, but he was also a healthy scratch at certain points last year. So what, it was very, it, it was very tough. Um, it, this just seems like the Wild. They have a lot of good pieces, but for me, it just seems like they are, they have a very sort of defined ceiling. Yeah. And it's not, and it's like a second round ceiling, maybe to me, maybe, maybe, and that just makes me sad a little bit. Yeah, it feels like they just they haven't had that number one center, mm-hmm. and they've been blessed with incredible wingers in yeah. Kaprizov and Boldy. Um, you know, you can kind of play the what-if machine with Marco Rossi. Like, what if he didn't get, like, serious COVID yeah. during that year that really cost him that development? Uh, we haven't seen production from him at the NHL level yet. We've seen him do very well yes. at the AHL level. And he's 21. And he's 21. He's still young. He's basically 20, given how he missed an entire year of his Totally. So, it's, I think... Great amount of curve here. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, you know, I think I look... Adam through a lens of like I watched him play in the OHL mm-hmm. for the Ottawa 67s and talking to scouts they were like he's the most NHL ready player in this draft and that was like the Quentin Byfield draft yeah um, but again circumstances dictated that Rossi just hasn't gotten there yet Byfield mm-hmm. obviously uh, had a breakthrough in LA last year particularly at the end um, but you know if if Rossi could be a center at the NHL level maybe he is that guy you've been searching yes. for. Um, you know, or maybe you don't have that guy yet. I think uh, Charlie Stramel was a really intriguing first-round mm-hmm. pick because he's a huge body, yep. uh, and he is a center. But obviously, he's not ready yet. He's going to go to the University of Wisconsin and develop. Well, no, sorry, he's already at the University of Wisconsin. But he's he was a back. freshman yeah. going back for a sophomore year uh, with a new coach, and I think that's going to be huge for that program and Stramel. Um, but it does feel like Minnesota is just like missing a couple of pieces that would put them in that upper tier. Mm-hmm. And goaltending is going to be very interesting to watch. Is this Philip Gustafson's team now? Yeah. I know we're going to see Marc Andre Fleury uh, because he's closing in on uh, Patrick Waugh for. Is it Patrick Waugh for wins? I believe it is, yeah. 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 I think he needs eight. Yeah, he's to gonna get, he's gonna get that. So he'll get it. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of Philip Gustafson. Because Gustafson was absolutely incredible. Yeah. So that's sort of a transition they're making. Um, 
and like I say, like we're you know we're we're waiting on some guys. Some guys are already there, but it does feel like this is a team that. And again, like once the cap goes up, it'll uh, be a lot easier. It'll be a lot yeah. easier for Bill Guerin because right now it's like with all that you know dead cap space, mm-hmm. they can only do so much. Yes. So I think this is going to be kind of a middling year for the Wild. Uh, maybe they're a playoff team, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I think they did a really good job of um, building out this roster and keeping it, you know, like good, competitive, and, and deep, mm-hmm. deep relative wise with the cap constraints that they've been given. Yes. Or they've given themselves, I guess, because right. he did that. But that also needed to happen, that, yeah. that bu- those buyouts. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think is really important, he doesn't even have a contract right now, but if, if Kalen Addison can take a step for them. True. Because he was... He, he started last year, and he was, he was a big sort of fantasy sleeper for this because of this reason. He started last year on their top power play unit. And he, you know, he's not going to be, he's, he's, he's a very sort of offensively focused defenseman. If he's able to, if he's able to take another step, become more consistent, and, and, and get that, that back, I think that's, that's, that'll be huge for them. Because mm. he's 23 years old, he has these offensive instincts that he, that he can use. He just hasn't been consistent with them. If he can gain some of that consistency... I think that really rounds out a blue line that, you know, right outside of like Spurgeon and, and, and Brodeen, I really don't think has like a lot of elite talent on it. Right. It's it's a lot of sort of workmen. Yeah. I think it, it you know, you have Spurgeon, who I think is a top four guy, obviously, but then there's a lot of bottom, you know, bottom four, bottom pair guys that yeah. are making out the rest. If Addison can prove to be like an offensively inclined, maybe like a like a, the, the the destitute man's version of uh, Evan Bouchard from last year. Right, right. Um, the, and I say not poor, not, you know, destitute. I mean, I'm, yeah. we're not, he's not going to be a point per game guy. No. But I think if he can take a step forward, I think that's really important as a young, cost-controlled guy who can help you when we're talking about how constrained they are financially. Um, all right, Nashville. Mm-hmm. They really Barry Trotz was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my stamp on free that's agency," right. um, given that he signed Ryan O'Reilly, Gustav Nyquist, uh, uh, Luke Shen. Mm. Um, Tyson Berry is still in the fold, so good for him. Yeah, but Luke Shen, all, all that, like, just. Just a, a remarkable amount of of, of bodies coming mm-hmm. in, and, and yet and yet, not yes. a lot of to- top line talent really. No, I kind of worry that Nashville is a playoff team that doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a guy like Ryan O'Reilly is the perfect example. Oh where yeah. It's like, oh, you don't want to face him in the playoffs. But He's you have to get. You have to get. But there. You got to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, Cody Glass had a great breakout season. Mm-hmm. Um, Staff and Graf guest uh, from last that's week. That's right. Yeah. You know, you look at Philip Forsberg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he's healthy, he's an incredible goal scorer. He can be your forty goal guy. You see, Saros is still making your height supremacy. Uh, that's right. He well, he's the exception to the rule, is, right? Yeah. You always have to have the exception to the rule. You see, Saros mm-hmm. is uh, you know both shorter than me and much better than me at yeah. hockey. Um, <laughs> Facts are facts, right? He's he's better. I'll just I'll say it now. Oh wow, what he's a hot take! What a hot take, he's, man. He's better than me at hockey. Why would you say something so controversial and yet yeah, so brave? Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel like you know this is a year where, I mean, I, I'd like to see some young guys like really step up for Nashville. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be opportunities. Uh, Phil Tomasino's been around for a few years already. Yes. Luke Evangelista uh, has come up. And, uh, you know, a great junior player, uh, had some success at the AHL level. So, like, let's see what he can do. Can he play all 82 games, mm-hmm. right? Um, and now, granted, these are not guys that are those sort of difference makers 
that you were talking about. I yes. think they're kind of more sort of second line guys, <coughs> but it would be nice to see sort of the fruits of those labors. Um, because I do think Nashville, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the transition is like. I mean, Barry Trotz, he knows this organization, but mm -hmm. he is technically new to the organization, yes. uh, you know, coming from the outside. Um, and this is his first time as a GM. Yeah. So what do we see? I mean, obviously, Ryan Johansson's gone. Matt Duchesne's gone. Um, it, it, it's going to be fascinating to see. I, I think this is like, like Minnesota, this is just kind of a, as a middle of the pack team a building year. Yeah, yeah, it's like playoffs are a possibility, but not a guarantee. Uh, but I'm interested to see. I, I don't know what the future plan is yet. Yeah, I, I this is one of those teams that's really in the uh, the purgatory kind mm. of sense, like where I just don't know where they're going. I really yeah. think it could go either way where like they could get a little bit of success and and add and try and go for it. Yeah. Or all these all these guys who are old. And, you know, like, they've also, if you look at their roster, like, they have a lot of money coming off the books next year. So, but they have a lot of guys who could just kind of fall off and they have yeah. to go, all right, well, I guess we're, I guess we're rebuilding. Like, you have no idea, right? So yeah. it's, uh, they, they sold off last year the deadline for the first time in a very long time. And, mm -hmm. and they got, look, they got a lot for, for their guys. Indeed. But then I wonder, like, if this doesn't work out, do we see Roman Yossi leave? Do we see UC Saros? He was in, he was in trade uh, conversations a lot. And, yeah, they have a new head coach. Which is huge too. Um, so yeah, very just very very interesting to see where they go. Like you said, definitely middle pack. Like I feel like they're gonna finish like twentieth, nineteenth. They're gonna pick totally. like nineteenth overall. Yeah, yeah. You know where they 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 didn't make the playoffs, but they're not getting a top ten or, or even top fifteen pick. It'll be yeah. middle of the pack there. Um, all right, St. Louis, mm -hmm. a team that is uh, that's trying to turn it around here. Yeah. Um, they, this is another team that I, they could go either way for me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like uh, when we were talking about Nashville just now, I was thinking it's like, are they last year's St. Louis Blues? Where it's like, they, oh, this isn't working. So let's sell. Yeah. Like, like uh, Doug Armstrong did a, uh, it's Doug, right? It's not Bill. Yeah. It is Doug, Yeah, yes. he did a great job of, I always love when a GM recognizes yes. early-ish in the year where it's like, oh. Yeah, oh, we like, don't have it. Like, we don't have it. Yeah. And it's early enough where we can salvage this. So let's, it's a wrap on this year. Yeah, yeah. Let's get what we can, strip it down. And they did a great, they got three first round picks for it. So yeah. it's, yeah. And it's kind go. of funny for a guy, like Doug Armstrong has had so much success in his NHL mm -hmm. career. It's like for a guy who doesn't have to rebuild, he did a pretty good job starting a rebuild. Absolutely. And, and I think the good thing about St. Louis is like, well, I don't know if this is a good thing or not. It depends on how you look at it. Like they're never going to be really bad because you've already got Jordan Cairo exactly. and Robert Thomas established as legit NHL point producers. And even on top of that, Braden Shen, Pavel Buchnevich, Brandon Saad, they yeah. added Kevin Hayes. Like those are, you know, Jacob Vrana was really good for them after he got after he got there. Like you have mm -hmm. you have guys who are going to yeah, like you said, who are going to loft your uh, your floor up. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, the defense core um, I still believe in Scott Perunovich getting healthy and being awesome, yeah. uh, but that's obviously an X factor. You know, Colton Pareko, obviously, you know, they need to see more out of him. Um, Goaltending, uh, I know Jordan Binnington was your bet noir last year, um, but they need more from him. I yeah, mean, absolutely, legit, they do. right? Like, if they want to be a playoff team, they need more out of Jordan Binnington. Because their other guy is Joel Hoffer. Yeah, and Joel Hoffer was good last year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if they, I mean, if Joel Hoffer steps up, then maybe that's the solution to the problem. Yeah, then you have a six million dollar boat anchor. 
Yeah, or you just have you know you have two guys that play kind of forty. You mm-hmm. know, you just go with a battery. All right. Who's who, who knows? Um, who's to say? Who's to say? Yes, but I do feel like the Blues. There's just like the, there's something missing there where yes. I, I think you know they've drafted really well recently. Jimmy Snuggerud oh, yeah. is going to be massive be for phenomenal. them. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have another massive year mm-hmm. at the University of Minnesota. And then, you know, I mean, if I were him, I would probably leave and go to the NHL yes. because he's a big body already. Um, so he doesn't have to worry about, uh, you know, like size and bulking up. Like he's already got the frame. But, uh, you know, they've got some good futures coming up now. And you know, Dalibor Dvorsky, they got this. Dalibor right? Dvorsky yeah. is another one where it's Zachary like. Zachary Bolduck, you know, yeah. guys like that. Yeah. Dvorsky, who was their, their first pick this year, Super smart. Mm-hmm. He is a center, uh, and again, probably a player that doesn't need too much more time. Uh, you know, he's already playing against men over in Europe, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll do so again. But you know, I, I can see the next wave coming for St. Louis. Yeah, and I think that's exciting. Where you know, you look at a top six that features Dvorsky, Snuggerud, Kairou, Thomas. Mm-hmm. That's a great start. Not not even counting some of the veterans that'll still be around. I think Buchnevich was a phenomenal. Like yeah, that, Buchnevich toss him in there as well. He's not even that old, really. Buchnevich, he's twenty eight, so he's he's, eh, he's yeah, up okay, there. But yeah. like Buchnevich was like getting him. That that trade is one of the most underrated fleeces of the cap era, in my opinion. Like mm. they, like Sammy Blay, a guy who right. didn't do anything, and they ha- they got him back. Like yeah. Sammy, so it's they traded him. He got hurt. He came back. Yeah, exactly. So, so and on that, like they, this is a team that, and Kevin Hayes for the money, like you know, at, at you know half salary basically, which is what he got. It, I, he looked. Kevin Hayes was, was selected to the All Star team last year. So, you know, I know that's that's a, a the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, uh, but still, he did it. He got it. Look, I think that this is a can't take it away from him. I think this is a team that. Um, I think it's a little. I think it's a step ahead in Nashville, in my opinion. I do think that, like, or yeah, a, ha- a half step. Yeah, I think. Maybe. Like, I think that they will finish. If, if we're talking about those two teams, like, they'll finish like fourth and fifth. Yeah. But, but the the Blues will finish fourth, miss the playoffs. I don't yeah. think they're a playoff team, but they'll get close. Um, mm. and then finally we got the Winnipeg Jets, who mm-hmm. didn't really do a ton, obviously, other than you know signing Nemesnikov, re-signing Nemesnikov. Sorry, um, they still have Niederreiter. Uh, in, in there, like, other than that, they not... They lost Dubois. They obviously lost Dubois, yeah. but they got, you know, they got the Rasmus Kupari, uh, uh, Gabe Velarde, and... Um, Alex Ayafalo. Alex Ayafalo. So those are three, look, they, a guy who didn't want to be there anymore, um, you know, who, who just wasn't, didn't seem like he was, he was happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they get three, you know, like, capable to above average NHL forwards. They're all signed for... for you know, like a good amount. Like they, they all, they all have the, I would say, sort of like stability in terms of their 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 team ownership. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, and you know, Winnipeg was very strange last year because you know when Rick Bonus came in as coach originally, it really felt like he righted the ship. Mm-hmm. And then they fell apart. And then they fell apart at the end. It's like, oh, I thought Rick Bonus was the answer, but we don't know what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, if Pierre Luc Dubois was openly unhappy. How does that impact things? They have, have a no lot idea. of that because right. look, Blake, Blake Wheeler is also go- gone. Is a good dude, but they they bought out their captain. Yeah, I think that like there, there's there's a lot on the line here. There is, and it's an interesting transition for Winnipeg because they do have guys like Kyle Connor mm-hmm. and Nikolai Ehlers, and then Josh Morrissey. You know, obviously had a huge offensive breakup from the blue line last mm-hmm. year. It was super important to them. 
They still have Connor Hale like a net. Yep. Um, you know, they just re-signed Logan Stanley on the back end, uh, who's, you know, I mean, he's not a, a, he's not a top pairing guy, but he's big, uh, got great length, and he can contribute. Uh, minutes, at least. Minutes. I have, a, I have a friend who's a hardcore Jets fan, and Logan Stanley's the bane of his existence. So Fair. he can contribute minutes yeah. and a body. Right, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you need. Hey. Right? It's the Nikita Zadorov. You know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Boom. Um, so, yeah, I, and again, like, I mean, we'll, we're going to wrap up with our sort of mm-hmm. predictions, but I could see this being only a three-team Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is a weak division. Absolutely. Yeah. Having said that, there's also opportunity because I think Winnipeg, Nashville, and St. Louis are all kind of in the – and I'll toss Minnesota in there as well. Yeah. Are all kind of in the same boat where it's like they're not great teams. They're not terrible. It like, wouldn't shock you if they made the playoffs. Yeah. It also wouldn't shock you if they didn't. Yeah. yeah. It could go so many different ways. Uh, it's kind of – yeah, that mushy middle. Um, but – I am excited to see what Gabe Velarde can do where, you know, he can take on a bigger role in Winnipeg. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was really coming on strong in Los Angeles. He had a lot of injury problems early yeah. in his career. But he, he really did come on in Los Angeles last year. Yeah, so yeah. let's see what he can do for Winnipeg. That could be very exciting for him. Even just as a pure goal scorer, he was, he was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan, so let's do our rankings, and then mm-hmm. we can hit the old dusty trail. So hit me with yours first, and I'll go, uh, I'll go next. Okay, so I think Dallas is going to win the division. Okay. I think Colorado's two because they know that they don't have to win the division. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who else do we have as a playoff team? Is it Winnipeg? Do I have Winnipeg third? You tell me. I'm going to say, I'll say Winnipeg because they got Connor Halebuck. And then I'll say Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, Arizona, Chicago. And I think it's a three... It's a three playoff team. I think it's yeah. three playoff teams. I think it's five Pacific, three Central this year. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to go Colorado one yep. at the top of the division. Then I go Dallas, Dallas two, Minnesota three. Mm-hmm. I, think they're, I think the fact that they have, you know, the Kirill Kaprizov, guys like that, and, and, yeah, Boldy, yeah. and Gustafson, is, uh, either of their goalies can go on a run, I think. So that, mm-hmm. that'll really help. So that's the three. Then after that, I think I'm going to have, um, uh, I'm gonna have Winnipeg, yeah. then Nashville, St. Louis, Arizona, Chicago. Yeah. The yeah. three, uh, and I think Minnesota will be like the second, like it will be the eighth seed. Right. Um, but yeah, so this is, I, I can't, I wish I could make a pun because I can't, but like this is the, the division of mid, if you will. Like I really do think that there are a yeah. lot of, there are a lot of teams that really don't excite me. They're, yes. they're, they're good, not great. There are two at the top that are phenomenal and yeah. they do excite me. I think they're going to be great. Yeah. Um, there are two at the bottom that have, I would say, some of the brightest futures, at least on the ice in the league. Um, and then everything in the middle is bleh to me. It's very uh, uh, mundane, yes. if you will. Um, but we'll be back uh, next week for to start off the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, every day the season draws uh, draws closer, and it, we get closer to the best time of the year, as I like to say. Ryan, see you next week.